This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Everything free in America. This goes back to West Side Story. It's a song you couldn't make nowadays. It wouldn't be considered uh, woke or politically correct. And yet, it was devised by Leonard Bernstein and those who created from the Broadway stage uh, musical West Side Story into the movie. That resonated across the world. Everything free in America. And boy, that is playing out as we speak. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who continually pivots and shifts, as he says, or as we would say in the old days, it is a flip-flop, now has a huge problem because Lou, remember all the illegals that he welcomed in from Venezuela crossing from Juarez into El Paso, from Nicaragua, from Cuba, who have poured across and then were put on the Greyhounds, paid for by Catholic Charities, which has turned into a real racket in making millions in transporting these illegals to New York City because they're getting federal tax dollars in order to do it, and then eventually to be forced into 77 different shelters throughout the city of New York, no-tell motels, Holiday Inn Expresses. Well, guess what? We got a little taste of the hubris, the chutzpah, the culions that these illegals have last week. We'll get to that momentarily. But the story of the moment, Lou and Macedonia Phil, is that there will be some room at the Watson Hotel on 57th off of 10th. That used to be the old Holiday uh, Inn. Remember how many travelers would come into New York City and they would stay at the Holiday Inn there on 57th, as would a lot of the flight crews and those persons trying to do business in New York City? Nah, the New York City now, it's a homeless hotel and we're paying $500 a room per night. It's called the Watson Hotel. And it has been used to house now illegal aliens. Well, guess what? Buses arrived last night. And the Department of Homeless Services told the illegal aliens, we're going to move you, single, able-bodied men from Venezuela. We're going to move you to the cruise line terminal in Red Hook because we've set it up. It's got a 1,000 bunks. It's got all the amenities. It's got culturally sensitive food. We even do your laundry. We send out your laundry. It's got a, a playroom. It's got a 72-inch plasma, big screen TVs. Come one, come all, pack up your stuff, leave your rooms, and we're going to transport you over to Red Hook. And they said, no, you're not. We're not leaving. We're staying right here in the Watson. 
If you go there right now, 57th Street between 10th and 9th Avenue, you will see the illegal aliens outside. Somehow they have all these modern tents that have been constructed overnight. Where the hell did they get the money for that? And they're basically telling the cops, we're not moving. Go ahead, arrest us. You can't do anything to us because we're asylum seekers. So even if you arrest us, you can't contact ICE, Immigration and Naturalization Service, because the city is a sanctuary city. You have to house us. Oh, boy, the chutzpah. And let's go to the spokesperson who was firing him up all last night, basically saying to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan who's afraid to go there, Get the F out of here. If anything, you should be housing us in these empty $40 million condos. We need one thing to be clear. Eric Adam only has one plan so far. Eric Adams' plan is to loot the city's departments and give that money to the NYPD and the developers who are gentrifying this city. He could have easily, along with Governor Hochul, opened up all the vacant luxury apartments. We are on 57th Street right now. This is Billionaire's Row. Half of the super towers on this street are empty. These are $40 million apartments. Wow. And the illegal aliens heard that and said, yeah. I don't want no stinking room at the Watson Hotel. I want to be in a $40 million condo. What was their reaction, Lou? Hey, where are you, Eric Adams? You created this mess. You showed up. You said you were Pompachulo. You said, I'm your daddy. Come on to New York City. We'll put you up in top shelf, five-star hotels. Come on. It's a sanctuary city. You're immigrants. And now they're basically telling him, F you, Eric Adams. What the hell are you going to do? We're not leaving. Again, I want you to hear their spokesperson just moments ago in front of the Watson Hotel where they've refused to get on the bus and go to the new place that they're going to be housed, which is the cruise line terminals in Red Hook, a thousand beds, all the amenities that even mommy didn't give them back in Venezuela and Caracas. And listen to the spokesperson show absolutely no gratitude to us, the taxpayers in New York City, who have to pay $500 a night for them to cop a squat in the Watson Hotel. We need one thing to be clear. Eric Adam only has one plan so far. Eric Adam's plan is to loot the city's departments and give that money to the NYPD and the developers who are gentrifying this city. He could have easily, along with Governor Hochul, opened up all the vacant luxury apartments. We are on 57th Street right now. This is Billionaire's Row. Half of the super towers on this street are empty. These are $40 million apartments. They want to go into the $40 million condo apartments that are empty. 
and listen to how they cheer this guy. They can't even understand what the hell he's saying because obviously they want to make Spanish the primary language, the main language. And if you happen to know English, so be it. But they're taking over. What you going to do, tough guy Eric Adams? They're defying you, the hubris, the huevos. But remember, you had a taste of that last week because the first illegals that came into the city, you put them up. And what was that hotel that he put them up in? Come on along, I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. The Bray and Valley Hoo. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. Remember last week the New York Post said it's expose? The food that we were feeding the illegal aliens with our New York City tax dollars, they were throwing in the trash saying, oh, you're not culturally sensitive. When you went into their rooms $500 a night at the Milford Plaza, which has now been renamed NYC Row on 46th and 8th, they found Corona bottles everywhere, weed everywhere. They were having sex in the stairwells. Now, I ask you, who the hell allows them to continue to do this, right? The city of New York, through homeless services, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. They are openly defying him now, which means they're defying all of us. What's he going to do? Is he going to complain to the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who not only welcomes them in, but once again reiterates to all of you, the reason they're here is you have not procreated enough McWhitey Whiteys out there and blacks and Hispanics and Asians who are legally citizens here, if only you had procreated more, we wouldn't need these illegals. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Or however many illegals there are here. See, it's all your fault. You were wearing condoms, marital contraceptives. You weren't just uh, populating uh, America and causing a population crisis. So now we got to bring the illegals in. Tough noogies, taxpayers. And then, of course, says Cardinal Dolan, who plays Santa Claus with our federal tax dollars through Catholic charities that gets all the money as a nonprofit to be able to take care of their needs and to transport them here to New York City where they all want to come. These just aren't cases. These just aren't uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names. And with dads and moms, they've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. 
and filled with gratitude. Lou, one more time, a third time. They're filled with gratitude. We put them up in the watch in the hotel, $500 a night. We fed them. We clothed them. We took care of their needs. We probably even wiped their tuchus. And now they're claiming we're not leaving the Watson Hotel. We want to occupy the $40 million empty condos on 57th Street. We need one thing to be clear. Eric Adam only has one plan so far. Eric Adam's plan is to loot the city's departments and give that money to the NYPD and the developers who are gentrifying this city. He could have easily, along with Governor Hochul, opened up all the vacant luxury apartments. We are on 57th Street right now. This is Billionaire's Row. Half of the super towers on this street are empty. These are $40 million apartments. I want to know if Sid Rosenberg, who's staying in the city until his home is repaired from the burst pipes in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, if he's willing to go stay with his wife and his son and his family in the Watson Hotel. Of course not. How come uh, you know him later and they're not playing this cut of the spokesperson for the illegal aliens saying they want to occupy $40 million condos on Billionaire's Row? How come you're not playing that, huh? Because, you see, you got to dig to get these kind of cuts. you got to be there. You don't just take it off the TV station's news, which is always homogenized. you got to have boots on the ground. Where's Cardinal Dola now? There are empty Catholic schools in the outer boroughs. Maybe we should house them there. How come you're not doing that, Cardinal Dola? Because you know you'll get blowback. What about you, the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer? You're claiming we need them. Why not find some synagogues and shuls where they can be housed at, where the population is depleted and they can barely put together a minion anymore? Oh, but you won't do that. And where's Eric Adams, swag man with no plan, who said, I'm your papi chulo, I'm, I'm your daddy, come to Nueva York. What the hell are you going to do now, Eric Adams, swag man? How about evict them? How about put them back on buses and ship them back to the border and tell them, you don't like it here, go the hell back to Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Cuba, and do it expeditiously. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. People moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't hide. And I, boy, and I, a tooth for a tooth, both for me, and I'll set you free. And it seems nobody's interested in learning. 
but to teach her. Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to our nation. We've gone full circle, ladies and gentlemen, from the 60s right now to 2023. And forget all the mishgash going on out there. All you had to do, as I was broadcasting last night here on WABC, as you know, weekends, it's always broadcasting, Curtis. I looked outside from our studios, and what did I see high atop the Empire State Building? It was bathed in the green of the Philadelphia Eagles. A salute to them, because they did a clubber line, a Mr. T to the San Francisco 49ers like they had done to our beloved Giants. I had predicted that the week before at Link uh, Field. Why the hell would the Empire State Building give tribute to the Philadelphia Eagles now that they're on their way to the Super Bowl? You say to yourself, you must really hate New Yorkers and Giant fans. Well, it's not unusual. Because I remember I used to be working there, yeah, within the confines of the Empire State Building when I wasted four years of my life doing morning drive and afternoon drive at AM 970, The Answer. I'll never get those four years back. But I remember there were protests outside led by Bill Donahue of the Catholic League because the Empire State Building would not bathe the top uh, on top of the observation deck in the blue and white which were the colors of Mother Teresa and her nuns. You would think, Nobel Prize peace winner. It would have been her 100th birthday if she was alive. 400,000 Catholics had signed a petition for the Empire State Building to honor, to honor Mother Teresa. And you know what the owner did, Anthony Malkin? He said, F no, because she's pro-life. We're not honoring Mother Teresa. And I never forget Bill Donahue of the Catholic League had tens of thousands of people downstairs protesting that. And I was told by AM 970, the answer, right? The holy roll is that don't you dare go down there because we might lose our lease here. Oh, so all of a sudden Mother Teresa wasn't important, right? Even though soon after they bathed the top of the Empire State Building in red. In honor of Red China and its 60th anniversary, those fake, phony, fraudulent fagaces. So that was number one. Number two, again, I don't take uh, the reporter's statements because you can't do that. you got to go out and get your own cuts whenever there are demonstrations. Instead of being lazy news people, which just like to recycle what everybody else is playing, I always believe you put your boots on the ground. So Friday night, in the aftermath uh, of the Tyree Nichols beating at the hands of the five uh, Memphis uh, Tactical Patrol police officers uh, who were part of the Scorpion unit that led to his death three days later, uh, Hawk Newsom, uh, the failed leader of Black Lives Matter in the city uh, that has become big, large mansions, Summoned thousands to Times Square. He thought that tens of thousands of demonstrators would show up, hearkening us back to the summer of 2020 when George Floyd was killed in the streets of South Minneapolis by the Minneapolis Police Department. The difference is the face of the Minneapolis Police Department was the white guy Chauvin who looked psychotic. The face of the Memphis Police Department are all blacks. 
And now all of a sudden, Hawk Newsom had to conjure up images of, you know, white versus black. It wasn't working. So look, look, look at what he ended up telling a crowd of only 100. Black cops ain't black, they blue. Okay, a pig is a pig. Whether they black, white, brown, Asian, or Haitian, a cop is a cop, and they are upholding white supremacy. We are not our ancestors. We will f*** you up. Black power. Well, that was feeble. So on day number two, which was Saturday, Hawk Newsom and his sister decided not even to show up. They were so embarrassed with a meager turnout the night before, only 100. So they had the Hawk Newsom uh, Jr. wannabe show up to lead the rally from Washington Square Park up 7th Avenue to Times Square. And he just wasn't up to prime time, was he? Our people are no longer dying until it's no more news that we have to add to this damn list. I'm about to have a daughter, y'all. Tyree Nichols had a four-year-old child. My girl hugged me before I left. She said, be safe. And I said to her, it's not me you got to worry about. It's them. It's the police who I'm sure waiting off in the corners. I seen the little group checking everybody coming, walking in. I see y'all. It's y'all. Y'all the problem. Couldn't get the crowd fired up. You know, when it's black on black, in this case, more instances of black on black crime, black thug police officers killing a black victim, Tyree Nichols. Absolutely no reason to even stop him and snatch him up. And you just couldn't get the crowds around the country that were demonstrating all fired up as if it were white cops and a black suspect or a black victim. Didn't work. Oh, no, didn't work. And in fact, This Puerto Rican guy shows up. He walks into the rally in Washington Square Park. He's rocking uh, the NNY logos of the New York Yankees. And he said something that got him ejected as quickly as he entered. One other thing. Let's not destroy our own stuff neither. You understand? If we want to really go, let's go to Memphis and make sure that that over there in Memphis gets handled. Because it didn't happen in New York. It happened in Memphis. So let's go over there, right? Let's go over there and protest over there for real. You know, and let them know your times is done changed. Because New Yorkers don't get down like that. <laughs> he would still leave. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to Memphis. No justice, no peace. If there's no justice, we burn it down. If there's no peace, we shut it down, right? No, no, that didn't fit the narrative. So they told him, sayonara. And then all over the boob tube today, a member of the Civilian Complaint Review Board. And that's why you know why cops hate the Civilian Complaint Review Board. Listen to this woman say that Eric Adams should eliminate the SWAT team from the city of New York. The Hercules unit that was put together after the attack of 9-11. Listen to this moron. What we need to see is for the mayor to disband the latest SWAT team that has just been recently uh, reinstated in New York City. This man, the SWAT team. Unbelievable. And their so-called experts say the media doesn't even do a background check of their resume. By the way, if you notice that the attorney representing the family interests of Tyree Nichols, he's always there, Ben Crump, 
Reporter said to him, you know, this is a police commissioner says this isn't racism because it was five black cops. He said, oh, yes, it is. It's systemic racism. Uh, this is like uh, when you had in the days of slavery, you had the house Negro and you had the field Negro. And these cops are like the house Negro doing whatever the white master wants them to do to continue on the legacy of white supremacy. And ain't nobody buying that. Meantime, speaking about white supremacy and black supremacy, tomorrow, the city council, which most times handles handles ideas and concepts that are of no consequence to anybody, they're going to do what the city council members love to do, all 52, which is to rename streets in honor of people. Now, I am of the, um, the concept that I wouldn't rename a street after Johnny Carson, never mind Sonny Carson. That is ridiculous to rename streets after people, but knock yourself out. It's one of the few things that city council people ever do in which they can actually say, I did something in my district. So up there in Harlem, the heart of Harlem, the city councilwoman, hardcore follower of AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, wants to rename a side street off of Malcolm X Boulevard. Elijah Muhammad Place, Elijah Muhammad, who actually preached the Nation of Islam's belief that white people were evil, that a evil science named Yaqub had an experiment that went awry and he created devils who were white people and he created blacks and he perpetuated this nonsense. And in 1961, With the Nation of Islam, he met with the Ku Klux Klan because he goes, we can separate this country. We believe in separatism, not integration. You white folks, you can stay up in the Northwest. You can have Washington State. You can have Montana. You can have Wyoming, Idaho. All we want is an all-black nation with Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. And they made a pact with the Ku Klux Klan. And then they had the American Nazi Party show up and speak to them in 1962 at McCormick Plaza, their annual Savior's Day event, because they wanted separatism, they hated white people, and they hated Jews. And now, you'll see tomorrow, it'll be uh, almost all-day work for the City Council of New York City to name a side street in honor of Elijah Muhammad. Hated all white people, hated all Jews, but isn't that par for the course nowadays? And what is Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, going to say about Elijah Muhammad since he followed his teachings in the 90s and was an adherent of Screwy Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam's mosque right there in Harlem? What's he going to say about this? With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Spectacular! Now, here's the sin wrap-up. Oi! Go, 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 shawty. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck because that's your birthday.
Oh, yeah, there was Sid Rosenberg this morning. As I was on with him, as I am every Monday at 7.05 and Friday at 7.05 as the antidote to this nonsense, this constant repetition about what a great Mayor Eric Adams Swaggerman is not and how he is continuing to try to brainwash Andrew Giuliani against against his own father. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I broke wild on Andrew this morning because I wouldn't wish him a happy birthday. You should wish your dear friend. You've got nothing bad to say about him, unlike me, Andrew Giuliani, a happy birthday. You followed this guy around the country when he ran for governor. I mean, you were basically up his ass. So wish uh, <laughs> wish your friend a happy birthday. No, I'm not wishing you a happy oh, birthday. Why not? Why not? No, no, no. no, no why no. not? What? No, why no, not? No. What happened? No, what did because I do? you're saying nice things to Mo Green here. <laughs> so I can't even be nice to Sid no. over here? I can't no, no, be nice no. To... Let's, be, let's be squared up. This is, is tribal. Is this, this is where is we war. divide? Is this where we divide? You're girls? damn right. This, this, this I'm on the side of your father, Michael Bonacici, Rudy Giuliani. He's on the side of the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, who still won't have dinner with your father. I don't forget. I don't forget, Andrew. Remember, you don't cross the family, Andrew. You don't cross the family of Giuliani. Yeah, I had to put it to him. You don't cross the family's interests, Andrew. He woke up. Not that he's woke, but I think he realized what Sid was trying to do. And then... I was reminded that at one point in my long radio career of 35 years doing talk radio, believe it or not, Alfredo, Chris Cuomo, was a partner of mine on radio. Let me tell you this. I don't think I got you back on this, Sid, because I was reminded of this. Uh Years ago, a guy named John McConnell was vice president of programming at the old WABC. He put me together with Chris Cuomo for two months from three to five in the afternoons. Because Chris Cuomo was in between doing 2020, remember? Yeah. And then going to Good Morning America. Right. He hadn't been uh, contractually signed up yet. He wanted to try his hand at being a talk show host. So John McConnell said, you know some Curtis Lee, we could work with the devil. Notice I worked with Ron <laughs> Kuby, whose mommy was a commie at the time. <laughs> Let's see what he's got with Curtis. For two months, after two months, the suits at the old WABC sat down Chris Cuomo and says, Chris, you have to have an opinion. And Chris said, but I'm a journalist. I'm not permitted to have an opinion. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That was then. Boy, did he suddenly change from that. (laughs) That is how I keep calling Sid Moe Green. You know what that's in reference to? He he has a television show which about 10 people watch. Be careful, Moe Green. What do you mean? Be careful, Mo Mo Green, a.k.a. Bugsy Siegel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're talking all big and bad, right? You notice Cuomo has gone quiet on you. Yes. You see, uh, Chris Cuomo, who threatened Sid, big article in today's Cindy Adams uh, column, about how Chris uh, Cuomo threatened uh, our own Sid Rosenberg, wants to fight him in the ring for a charity disparaged Sid Rosenberg. Sid didn't go for the bait. But all of a sudden, Chris Cuomo, who had his uh, Sonny Corleone moment, his anger management moment, has gone quiet. Hush, hush. See, Sid doesn't understand how the Cuomos operate. You know, first they try to convince you, then they try to bribe you, then they'll bend your leg and stuff it in your pocket. With their wartime consigliere, you just got out of prison, Joe Pococco. He's the wartime consigliere. Tomorrow, did you notice, Lou, and Macedonian Phil, 
Uh, Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, the former governor. His chief of staff will be in with Sid Rosenberg, his peacetime consigliere, the female version of Tom Hagen, from 9 to 10. And she's going to try to sweeten him up and have a sit-down with Michael Corleone, a.k.a. Andrew Cuomo. And I could just see it's going to be just like out of The Godfather. Remember when Mo Green had his sit-down with Michael Corleone? Remember? He all full of himself. You know how Sid is. He's starring in Gemini Lounge. He's been surrounded by all these Italian supreme cuisines. He doesn't understand. He's not Italian. The Cuomos, Pococo, DeRosa, they're all going to stick together. He can't talk them down. You goddamn guineas really make me laugh. Yeah, no, no, no. Trust me, you have, you have no idea they're all going to stick together against you, Sid. And then when you actually have your sit-down with Andrew Cuomo to make the peace with his brother Chris Cuomo, this is how it's probably going to go, just like he did in The Godfather. i got to kick asses sometimes to make a run right. We had a little argument for the night, so I had to straighten him out. You straightened my brother out? He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. You know, Sid will talk just like that to Andrew Cuomo. And then when he leaves the mansion in Southampton where the Cuomos, DeRosa and Joe Pococo have hit the mattresses and are stirring the marinara sauce. You watch. I guarantee you this is what Sid is going to say. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Yeah, I know. I know how Sid Rosenberg is. He thinks because he knows uh, Joe Tapioca and Arthur Idala, rich kids born with a silver spoon in their mouth, big enough to offset the trade balance between Red China and the United States, rich Italian supreme cuisines who went to poly prep day school, that somehow they're going to be able to save his Jewish ass? Ain't going to happen. I'm warning you, Sid. So what happened to Mo Green. Beware of Melissa DeRosa. You better be listening tomorrow from 9 to 10 as she joins Sid Rosenberg. She is Andrew Cuomo's peacetime consigliere, his former chief of staff. She will try to make the meeting between Mo Green, a.k.a. Sid, and Michael Corleone, a.k.a. Andrew Cuomo.